Welcome to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning in. We pray that the following message will help you connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and others. Today, I want to talk about, yes, we're going to talk about this new upcoming year, but we want to look back on the past year and some things that I know I've gone through, and I'm sure many of you in this congregation today have probably gone through. And it's the journey of life. Now, we just came off of Christmas holidays. And I'm sure if you're like I am, when you go and meet with family or friends, it, you, you always, you know, you sit down around the table and eat and talk or get on the couch or something and, and, and talk. And it never fails, at least it is for me, that it comes up, you start reminiscing and you start saying, you remember when? Where in this case, for me, it, it, some of this is, uh, you remember, remember when we went on this trip and all of us in this room could probably think of times you've been on trips and good things have happened and, and crazy things have happened. For me, one of the ones I remember on the trip, especially when I've gotten together with some friends, especially those that, friends that have grown up with me uh, through our youth group and everything, is you remember that time we went when we was in high school on a beach retreat with a youth group and on the way back was going down the interstate and everything was great until our youth minister's hood decides to fly up on his vehicle. You know, can you imagine being on the interstate and then, you know, your youth minister, you have kids in your car and then you got the bus and some other vehicles. It, it, it was a crazy uh, trip because prior to that trip, I forgot to mention this in the first service, everyone almost in the youth group on the beach retreat got the stomach bug. And so it was one of the worst youth trips for my youth pastor and for us and in and, and youth. And then some of you may maybe remember, you know, a time that you went on a trip and you didn't realize that the GPS, because you know how Siri and how Google Maps sometimes does not always work. You know, Siri, I know on my phone, Siri has a mind of its own sometimes. And you put in address and you think you've got the right address. And you say, oh, all right, great. And you're looking, you hit go. And so you start out on your journey. And then an hour into the trip, you realize, hey, we're going the wrong way. And speaking of journeys in life and remembering when. You know, I, I told you I met up with my, my two sisters, my oldest sister and my middle sister. And sometimes we, we talk about this. And we was, we was eating at Cracker Barrel, and it brought back memories to me of when I was younger. We used to, my parents used to take us to uh, Quincy's Steakhouse. I don't know if they had Quincy's here in, in Georgia or not. But uh, I remember going into the thing. My parents are already ill because I was young and uh, a hellion running around everywhere. And my middle sisters were in their teenage years. And we sit down, and I don't know what it, what it was. We, we got to laughing. And I don't know you parents have ever got, you just get so ill at your kids that they won't shut up. You know, they just keep laughing about stuff. Quit laughing. Keep laughing. Quit laughing. Quit. Come on. You go home. And I remember my mother taking me, you know, to the bathroom and beating me. It did no good. And then bringing me back out and sitting me there and be quiet. And so I'm sitting there, you know, trying and then my sisters start looking at me and I start laughing again and they start, and the whole process goes over again. And so, you know, remember when things, and especially when you remember you went to this place or, or, or this place. 
When we look back on our memories, especially trips or gatherings, we realize that they are many things. They are fun. They're tiresome. Often challenging. And I believe that for the most part, we take trips or start off on a, this journey because most of the time we want to bring unity, whether it's our unity in the family or a certain group. We, we seek clarity. You know, we go on vacations to, to get away from things and, and clear our mind. And we want them to, to be life challenging. We're about to start off a new year. And some of us are going to face challenges. And life is going to be challenging. This past year has been challenging for many of us. In the passage that we're going to look at today, we're going to take a look at David and his journey. He's with his people and they're taking a pilgrimage down to Jerusalem. Just to give you a little backdrop of what's going on. And, and, and David gives us a, a personal account of the journey. And he shares with us that he is restless. That's the reason why this title slide is, is named that. The, the title of this sermon is Restless. He was restless not only on this trip, but you will see in life. He was restless with the journey. He was restless with the dangers around him. He was restless with himself. Let me ask you, have you ever been there before? You may be here now that you're restless. You're thinking about life and you're wondering, how did I get here? Why is this happening? Is the new year going to look any better? Have you ever found yourself lying in your bed, looking up at the ceiling or the ceiling fan? Asking yourself, how are you going to make it? Or better yet, in the sense of our families, how are we going to make it? Have you ever been sitting in a camping chair, staring up at the sky or the stars, pondering your life? Or better yet, talk about vacations, sitting on the beach, looking out at the ocean and thinking, why is this happening to me? Is this relationship really worth it? Am I the only one going through this, God? Why did I even try at work or for some of you school or maybe some of you in here or even try to make things work at home? Or why did I listen to the GPS instead of my wife when she knew the directions on where to go and how to reach our destination in a few moments, we're going to look at this passage and we're going to see that David starts off just like this. He starts off with doubt. And this doubt may be self-doubt, insecurity, lack of confidence, worry, or even anxiety. And so if you have your Bible with you, open up to the 121st Psalm. And we're going to take a look and dive in to what David is talking about 
as he goes on this journey. As we dive into the text, as I mentioned before, understand that they're on a pilgrimage. They're on a journey to Jerusalem. After all, if you look at this title in some of your Bibles, it titles a, a psalm of ascent, going down, you know, a journey. Yet this was not just some random journey. The travelers here had a destination in mind. Their journey had a purpose. And as I said in the beginning, during this trip, this journey, there can be restlessness until one has reached the destination. As I mentioned before, many of you who have had kids, if you're traveling a long distance on vacation or, or to visit people, kids can get restless. For me, being a youth pastor, students, I love you, but there's a lot of, a lot of times y'all get restless. It's 30 minutes in the trip. When we're going to stop so I can use the bathroom. Or you're about 20 minutes out and you know that and they kind of know that. It's like, they yelling from the back of the bus, Brother Jason, Mr. Jason, when are we going to get there? And they all restless, they walking up and down the, the, you know, the bus, you know, messing with each other, looking at their phones. They're, they're ready to get to this destination. And, and David kind of gives us this understanding of, of what's going on in, in, in this case. And tells us that sometimes journeys can be effective and sometimes they can be detrimental to ourselves and those around us, even if there is a purpose to accomplish. The travelers, you know, allow us to understand that these things can be detrimental in our life. You know, just like, you know, a job can be detrimental, even though it's, it's providing for us, we can, that can become our life, or it can be good because it provides a hobby. A hobby can be, is a good thing to have sometimes, but when it becomes our, our life, it can throw things out of whack. And when something is not well balanced or properly aligned, we will find ourselves restless because of our lack of focus. So giving you a backdrop of what's going on here and, and setting up what we're going to be talking about today, let's dive into our text this morning. David is, is saying this to us, and, and he's writing this out about this journey. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you going out and you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. See, this psalm has been very encouraging to me in many ways. As I talked about, you know, going on a journey during this, this Christmas, this past year, it's kind of been a, a journey, both good and bad, in, in, in my life. It has reminded me of a pattern that I have repeated many times, and maybe you've found yourself doing this also. And this is the pattern. That pattern goes like this. As he mentioned in verse 1, we start with doubt. Like I mentioned earlier, it may be 
self-doubt, insecurity, or lack of confidence. We have all been there. But this led David to seek truth because he asked this question. There's some doubt there. He said, where does my help come from? Have you asked that? Have you been there? It's like, where's this help going to come from? I'm, I'm going through this, this, or this. Where does, where does this help come from? But this led David to seek truth. In seeking truth, we see how it's found in the Lord. We find it in His Word. When we are reminded of this truth and the care God has for us. And we have to understand truth can come from godly friends and family that care for us. I know over this past year of going through some things in my own life and even helping people with things in their own life, you know, God has allowed them to give me godly wisdom and insight. Didn't always take it at first, but through seeing some things, it's like, oh, okay, I realize what they're saying. And took it to heart and realizing, okay, God, you put these people in my life to, to offer truth. And then God has used me in, in some people's lives over this year for, for me to speak truth to them and, and, and bring to light some things in their life that God wanted to do for them. And often in our life, we, we've been there where we have been given this advice, as I mentioned, and we don't take it to heart until we, it's almost too late and we, and we realize it and we look ourselves in the mirror and say, oh, this is what they're talking about. And so we start preaching to ourselves and it starts sinking in. This truth. We, we realize that the dangers have always been there, but it's not until we start acknowledging the truth that was given to us can we start this journey and overcome this restlessness that we have in our life. See, David starts to remember this truth. But the question to be asked is this. How was he able to remember this truth? David Prowlison, who is a popular speaker, writer, and editor of the Journal of Biblical Counseling, kind of talks about how people receive this truth and how they seek truth. He said... You counsel two kinds of people in principle. He talks about those that he has had the privilege of, of counseling, and, and there's two kinds. One kind will hear and embrace immediately, and sometimes gradually, what they are hearing. In other words, Jesus can have his way, or Jesus can have his say in his way. They are given this truth, and it's like, okay, I got you. I'm going to allow Jesus to have his way and I'm going to acknowledge this truth. The other kind of person will not hear. You ever had those kind of people you try to tell something to them? Parents, you know, when you try to tell your children something, you know, and you try to explain to them, I've been there. I know what you're going through. But teenagers, we look at our parents and like, no, you're old. You don't know what I'm going through. And, and we sometimes, you know, close, you know, we, we just put our fingers in our ears and, and, and not want to hear it. They are fundamentally close to what the true God is all about. 
or what God is trying to say to them. You see, they may talk God talk and be religiously active and have spiritual experiences, but they want something else out of it all. It's like, yeah, I smell what you're stepping in, but I don't know. I don't know if I really want to go all in with this. And see, our journey in life, we, we, we come to that and, that, and that doubt starts to develop in our lives. And then we start looking for the answers and we start looking for truth, but we have to come to understanding what is truth and where does the truth come from. So how can we become more like the first kind of person? Well, this kind of person is one who is teachable. This can be seen in discipleship or being involved in Bible studies, serving at our church or in the community. They, they're wanting to be active. They're wanting to be involved. It's something we see happening externally. But what about eternally? Internally? On the inside? What does that look like? Well, that happens through spending time in God's Word, knowing and memorizing scriptures to, to, to lean on in, in, in times that are tough or even when things are going well. You know, coming to church and listening to sermons. Being involved, being active, taking ownership of this relationship that we say and claim that we have. Taking the initiative to learn and putting what you have learned into practice. When it comes to the external and internal, we, we really have so many options to choose from. The question is, how are we going to keep pressing on if we're already doing it? And if we are doing it, what is holding us back? See, there may be some of you in this room today that have never given your life to Jesus Christ. And you keep saying, well, I've got to get my act together. I've got to do this, this, and this. And, and you wonder sometimes, am I, if I do give my life to him, am I going to be able to hold up my end of the bargain? And then there are those of us in here that have given our life to Jesus Christ. That have accepted him as Lord and Savior. And we're sitting here and it's like, okay, yeah. Today's Sunday. Box checked. Got to go to Bible study. All right. Check. And it's one of those things you, you're just going through the motions, but you're thinking there's got to be more than this. But you keep asking yourself, how did I get there? This restlessness sets in. See, for David, it was about remembering truth and preaching to himself. What truth? Before I get to unpacking some of these verses. Let's look and, and see and remember what is said to us in, in, in John 8, 12. Put that verse up there for me. And this is Jesus speaking to the people around him. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light 
a life. And then we go back to our, our text that we we're looking at. In verses 4 through 6, it kind of still sheds some little light on this of truth. Because David asked, where does my help come from? And he says, it comes from the Lord. And then he goes on and says, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Verse 4 is showing us that God doesn't sleep. He is there for us in all times. When we're going through this, this stuff and we wonder, where does my help come from? When we start doubting things and then we start trying to look for truth on why we're doubting or, or to find out how to, to get out of this. We have to remember that God's got our back. God is there for us. We just have to be willing to look to him and lean on him. Psalm 16.8 says this. It reminds us this truth as well. It says, I have set the Lord always before me. The psalmist is saying, I've always set him before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. This verse right here, it spoke to me this week. Looking back over this last year and getting ready for this new year, you know, there's been some great times, but there's been some times that's been like, God, I'm going to be glad when this year gets over. But God reminded me, he's like, look, I'm right there with you. Lean on me. Remember that you can take on my yoke. My yoke is lighter. I will give you rest. You will not be shaken. As David is remembering all this, it is starting to make sense and he is not even done. David starts with his experiences next, both past and present. In verse 6, he was remembering the dangers along the way, even though it doesn't say it, but I, I can see him you know, thinking about maybe some accidents that's happened or wild animals, robbers, heat stroke, going on this pilgrimage. All of this is implied in verse 6 when it says the sun and moon represent all the dangers of the night and day. See, for you, it could be simply remembering how God took care of you when you got laid off from your job. Or how he took care of you when you got into that accident that almost took your life. And we could go on and on. When you start to remember all the things God has done and promised to you, you start realizing what truth is and how that truth can set you free. And the kind of promises that are offered in Scripture. Like this promise that many of us who have grown up in church, or even if you haven't grown up in church, you kind of heard this. It's almost like the three, John 3, 16 passage. But Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Some translation says... I know the plans I have for you is for you to prosper. He has plans for us. And he knows those plans. But it goes back to a lot of things in our life and a lot of things you see in God's word from the beginning of time 
all through the Bible. It, come down, it comes down to a choice. It's our choice whether or not we want to allow doubt to set in and make us restless. It's our, our choice whether or not we want to seek truth, the real truth that comes from his God, from his word. And if we seek that, then we can get to this point to have some security. It's, a, it's security that David realized after doubting and preaching to himself. What was his conclusion? It's the same one that you and I would have if we ever walked down this path. See, in verse 7, David tells us this. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. He's realizing as he questioned this and had self-doubt, where does my hope come from? And then he starts seeking some truth in where it comes from and realizing that, that my help comes from the Lord. And then he starts realizing, okay, my help comes from the Lord, so I, I'm safe. I'm secure. There's some security in my life. And he claims it in this as the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep, you, will keep your life. The psalmist says in Psalm 91 for this, he will cover you with his feathers or his pinions, depending on your translation, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. Basically, he said, he's going to engulf you. He is there for you. He is there to provide protection to guide you, to give you strength, to be your refuge, to be your rock, your strong tower. I could go on and on. Whether we think he is there or not, he is there to provide security. It's a promise that God has given to his children. Please understand that this security doesn't mean that you will never experience hard times. In fact, Many of us can say, when you start doing that, that's when all the trouble comes. Or we can go through Scripture and, and show you many examples that trials did come. But when we can get to a place that we can say, okay, God, you have been faithful in the past. You are my helper, and you will keep me from all harm. It is then that we can stop being restless. It is then that we can say I can do my job now, and it is okay because I am doing it for him and not the praise of people. I can do my best in sports or whatever other hobby I have or the thing I put my trust, you know, trying to accomplish. I can do it because I am doing it for him and not for the praise of people. I can now go to sleep and get rest because of the one who watches over me. It's that security. It's almost, you know, when you, when you put your kids to sleep and you go and lay your head down, it's like they're safe, you know, because you have your doors locked and security systems and everything. It's that peace of mind, but I'm talking about real peace of mind of understanding that God is in control. When we get to this point, we can find rest. Verse 8 says this, the Lord will keep you We'll keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. It's another promise of, of the security that you have. 
This is a rest unlike any this world can offer. It's a rest knowing that God will watch over our coming and going both now and forevermore. There's a future promise that has been given to everyone, not just me or any other person. It's been given to everyone who has believed in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So maybe you're here today saying, how do I know he is the way? How do I know he is the truth? And how do I know he is the life? Well, just don't take what I have to say. Because I'm just a small vessel that's having the privilege to be able to be used. How you want to know it? Let's go back to what we say is the truth. And that's God's word. John 14, 6 says this. Jesus again is speaking to these people and, and saying to them, or he's saying to this person, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We want to hear truth all the time. There's someone speaking truth right there. But you still may say, I just don't know. Well, you know what? That's okay. Because doubt is going to come. Doubt hasn't come to you. I pray that it doesn't, but it's, it's probably going to come. I talked about this past year, doubt. The enemy knows what to, to throw my way. It's doubt. Doubt if I'm doing a good job. Doubt if I'm doing, being a good husband. Doubt if, if I'm doing this, this, or this. Because he knows if I start doubting myself, I start putting my, my trust in, 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 in what I can do and not what God can do through me. So when doubt does come, remember the truth. Or seek truth and realize the security you can have today in God. In this life, we will try to find rest in many ways, in many things, but know that the true rest can only come from God, the one who gave everything for us by sending his son. When he's got through celebrating his birth. And if it wasn't for his birth, we wouldn't have the cross. We wouldn't have the cross. We would not have the remission of sins and have the opportunity to be reconciled with God. And if it wasn't for the cross, we would not have the opportunity to have eternal life. So this past year, you may be it may still be today restless but I'm here today to tell you that even through self-doubt you can find truth which is Jesus Christ and then through truth you can have security and through having that security you can have rest and not be restless anymore let's pray Father God we thank you for this day I thank you Lord just for allowing us to see who you are. As David talked about this journey, Lord, and, and he questioned, just like many of us in, in this room today, as we go through the journey of life, we, 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 we question what is going on and, and does anyone care and, and is there any way out of it? But Lord, just as you reminded him that there is help and it comes from you. And I pray, Father, that if there is someone in this room Today, Lord, that does not know your Lord and Savior, or that may be questioning and say, I, I know Jesus says he is this and is this, but is he 
can you really change my life? I pray, Father, that you just open up their heart and allow them to hear him speaking to them. They realize that doubt is going to come, but there is truth through it. And he is that truth. And through accepting that truth and claiming that truth, that security comes through the accepting of him. And then through that, we can have the remission of sin and be made right with you and have rest. And I pray that the rest of us in this room that have made that decision will, will understand that also. So as we come to this time of invitation, Father, I pray you have your way. I pray you move our hearts to, to do the things that you want us to do. We ask this all in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand.